From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project Podcast. This episode is number 106 and I am Brad Robinson. I have a Q&A podcast today and I'm really excited about it because I love answering your questions. So thank you for sending me your questions and it's a great opportunity for me to tackle different subjects and I want to hear your story because you're going through something different than me and what I went through and you're going through something different than the other people listening to the podcast. So Answering your questions is a great way for me to tackle different subjects, but also tackle anxiety from different perspectives. So again, thank you. And you can send me your questions, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's uh, through my website at unpluganxiety.com and under the contact page, send me any question you want uh, and ask me anything. And so the first question comes in from Stephen24 from YouTube. He says, what are you currently trying to improve about yourself? Now, this is a great question because I'm always improving some area of myself. There's always areas about me that I'm working on. So you can ask me any time of any time the next year or two years or five years or 10 years what I'm working on and I'll tell you what I'm working on because it's it's a never ending process. There's a maintenance stage when overcoming anxiety. When your anxiety lessens and you get to a better place in your life and you start to release all your past baggage, what happens is you're going to have to maintain that garden, right? Because if you neglect it, if you neglect your room, things pile up again. And so right now, I'm always maintaining my mind and my body all the time. And if there's too much order, then it's not good because your body and your mind will naturally seek out chaos, right? because it needs chaos. Your life needs some novelty. You need to have that mediation. The path forward is that line in between order and chaos. Too much chaos, not good. There's too much stuff piling around you. Too much anxiety, too much stress, too much of the dragon of chaos, but too much order is not good because you get caught in this routine and your life becomes dull. There's not enough novelty, not nothing to stimulate the mind. So for me, I am continuously seeking out a novelty. What am I capable of? And that's the thing. Anxiety sufferers, they don't know what their bodies are capable of. They don't know what they're capable of mentally. And I'm cha- I continuously challenge myself so 
I can look in the mirror and say, wow, I can't believe I did that. That old Brad didn't do those things. And I can have that gratification, that moment in the mirror where I'm proud of myself. I can look back on my life and say, wow, I accomplished these things. And so that's one of the reasons why I take cold showers. Even when it's minus 20 outside, I still take cold showers because I know through exposing myself to uncomfortable situations that my mind hardens. I become stronger, right? And the health benefits that go along with the cold showers uh, are there at the back of my mind as well, right? I have great reason to take cold showers. And so, but the, the, the cold showers is a great way for me to uh, harden myself um, mentally because each time I go into the cold shower, what I'm doing is I'm, my mind is giving me 101 excuses not to go in there, but I'm bypassing the, that thought and I'm saying to myself, you know what, I'm going in there even though my mind is telling me not to. And so that's a great way to strengthen, strengthen the mind. And so right now, what I'm doing to, to continuously step into that unknown, into that novelty, is I'm subjecting myself to harder books, right? So I like to test myself mentally. I like to strengthen my mind and really dive deeper into harder and harder books. And I started my recovery with easy books and, and easy-to-read books, but I now, over the past years, over the past uh, couple years, actually, uh, what I'm what I've been doing is reading more difficult books, thinking more critically and analytically about things, but about topics, uh, in, uh, about anxiety, but also psychology, the brain, and 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 these books help me to to strengthen myself mentally. And another thing that I'm working on right now is lessening the amount of useless YouTube videos because we all get caught up in those useless YouTube videos because when I would watch uh, videos that that I that I think, you know, this is like junk food for the mind. I would watch the video and I would say, wow, I just wasted 20 minutes with that video. And that's something I'm currently working on is lessening the amount of junk food YouTube videos because sometimes I get caught up in those kinds of videos. And then I realize, oh man, I'm just wasting time. I could be just reading. I could be doing something else. And so right now, I think I'm at a pretty good point. I'm not watching a lot of useless YouTube videos. I used to, but the, I'm challenging myself more and more to really limit the amount of those videos to the point where right now I'm not even watching 15 minutes a day of a YouTube useless YouTube video, right? Also, I just completed a 30-day a Wim Hof breathing challenge. So this was cool. This is something I wanted to challenge myself with. And it's 
what this challenge is, is for a half an hour each and every day doing deep breathing. And I did 30 days, and it's a great way for me to discipline myself. So I'm always looking for these ways to discipline myself, but also do new things. And so this new thing, uh, the Wim Hof breathing challenge, really opened up uh, a new uh, area of uh, intrigue, I guess you can say, because I felt the benefits of this breathing challenge. I felt more relaxed, more calm, more grounded. And so that challenge was really cool. Um, I'm also uh, I'm improving the quality time with Maggie as well. And so sometimes we get caught up watching a, a TV show or sometimes we get, I get caught up with uh, my business. And then the quality time between us lacks once in a while. And so I'm always improving. You know what? Each and every day that we spend together, Maggie and I need that quality time just with ourselves, having a conversation, taking a walk, asking each other questions. You know what I mean? And so the quality time is really important uh, for me uh, with Maggie. I'm also spending more and more time with myself. So no music, no podcast. I would just sit with myself and just uh, think, be with myself in my own mind. Anxiety sufferers, they don't want to be with themselves. And so over the past years that I've I, I've been improving on myself, this is the one thing that I found a great deal of, of of improvement in. And it's that time with myself. I spend a lot of time, if I'm driving somewhere, I won't listen to music or a podcast or anything. It'll, it'll be dead silent. I'll just be driving with me in my own mind. Uh, I used to, before COVID, I used to sit in coffee shops and just stare out the window. And there was something powerful about it. I, I, I would recognize the things that would pop up from my unconscious mind and I would pay attention to them and, 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 and work through them, uh, whatever that thing may be. Or I would think of new ideas for the podcast or the videos. It's just that time with yourself. You don't know what will come about from that time, Right. You might come up with great ideas or you might come or past highly emotional memories might come up that you need to deal with. And so then you pay attention to that thing and then you can write it down or, or, or whatnot. But I like to sit there with myself and just see what happens, see what comes to mind. And so I'm always practicing Kaizen right? Kaizen, the Japanese termed this phrase, and it means continuous improvement. So I'm always practicing Kaizen, 
and it's true. You have to continuously improve. There's always going to be a more difficult book for me to read. There's always going to be a, a, a more difficult podcast topic for me to 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 figure out and and break down. And there's always going to be a a, a bigger physical challenge for me, whether it's running or whether, you know, working out, lifting weights, there's always going to be something more, right? So I'm always pushing myself out into the domain of the unknown. And that's really important to understand. Now, the second question comes from Kathy from Vancouver. Thanks for your question, Kathy. Why is suffering necessary for change? That's that's an amazing question. And she also says, because recovery is painful, I find it difficult to stay on the path. Now, the answers you seek are located in the places you least want to look. You can answer the call if you choose. So for me, going through my anxiety recovery, the call was my body being in fight, flight, or freeze response every single day. My body was telling me something that underneath the surface, there's lots of emotional repressed issues that need to be addressed. So I answered the call. And you can ignore it. If I and I did ignore it. That's the thing. I I ignored it for a long time, but the more I ignored the call, the more the dragon grew in its lair. And it kept going and it kept going and then my anxiety kept getting worse. Everything just kept piling up in the bedroom, right? The the messy bedroom, the papers kept piling up. Everything just kept piling up. And so when you take responsibility for the anxiety anxiety you feel, the universe will present you with the information necessary for transformation. It's so true. Because once I found the answers on YouTube, I, I, it suddenly, a, a, suddenly a paradigm shift happened, right? I was like, oh my God, you know, this isn't a real physical illness, but it's anxiety. And then I became a student of anxiety. And then my focus, my perspective was all about anxiety. And so you can look at it like the shaman presents himself, when you ask the universe, right? And I always love that scene in The Lion King where uh, Simba looks up to the stars and asks for help. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? The shaman shows up, right? And then starts to guide him. And what that means is once you ask the universe for help, that, you know, I need help, I need some guidance, I ha- I'm flawed, I'm suffering from anxiety, uh, I-, I-, I need to get better, I need to focus on this thing, then answers come. The answers from the depths of your unconscious come about. 
And so what happens in The Lion King is the shaman leads Simba into the underworld because Simba had to crawl through those uh, those vines and the, the thorns and he had to uh, crawl into in the fog and then the shaman waved to him, you know, come, come. And then Simba walks up to a a deep uh, a puddle, right? A, a deep hole. And what that means is that's the unconscious mind. So when you ask the universe, your unconscious mind will bring up answers, right? That's why when you can, that's why when you sit at the edge of your bed and, and you sit, think to yourself or ask yourself, what stupid things have I been doing lately that is contributing to the chaos? What happens is your unconscious will bring up the answers and you're not going to like the answers. But if you really ask yourself, the answers, the answers will show themselves. And then you can begin to work with your unconscious mind rather than against it. Because this whole time your unconscious is telling you things. Pay attention to me. I have this anxiety. I have this panic. You know, pay attention to me. But a lot of people, they ignore it. They don't pay attention. They don't try and resolve the issues. They just keep putting band-aids over those issues. So the hero goes inward to be born again. You have to go inward. You have to be selfish and work with yourself so that you have to solve all of the underlying uh, issues that have been built up over the years. Like when I used to suffer from anxiety, things built up for a long time. So that means you have to confront the dragon. You have to confront your fears. And this means no more band-aids, no more running away. So now you have to suffer through the confrontations of what you fear the most. You have to start to uh, become conscious of the things you've been avoiding. So that's why you have to suffer that's why suffering is necessary because you have to confront what you've been avoiding and that's not going to be fun, but it's necessary. So to forge a sword, you put it under intense heat. You subject the sword to the fire in, in order to transform the steel. And the same thing applies to your mind. At the beginning of my recovery, I knew that I had to subject myself to situations that made me feel uneasy. And I always think of the Seinfeld episode because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. And I think of the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza decides to do the opposite of what he's always done. So instead of instead of talking to that beautiful woman, he sits in the booth with with Jerry and 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 then in at that moment George is like, "You know what? I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go over there and talk to that woman." And then he goes over there and, and says things that he would never say before and and it works out for him. And that makes me think of anxiety recovery, doing things 
the opposite of what you used to do, right? Because when I started my recovery, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the opposite of what I used to do. You know, I used to sit at home, watch TV, eat junk food, avoid going to work. You know what? I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to do all of these other things that I used to avoid doing. That's one of the reasons why I take cold showers. That's one of the reasons why I work out a lot during the week. That's one of the reasons why I meditate. All of these habits that I do now, the old Brad didn't do. So I love that episode because when George decides to do the opposite, everything starts to work out for him. Because before everything wasn't working out for him, but now since he's doing the opposite, things are like working for him. And he's like, oh, the answers lie here in the domain of the unknown, the 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 the, the domain of the of the unknown that I haven't explored yet, right? So do the opposite. Intense heat. Intense heat is necessary to forge a sword. Stepping into unfamiliar territory constantly wires new neuronal connections. David from Michigan, he asked me, I'm starting to journal, but I'm finding it difficult to keep it a daily habit. Is journaling worth the effort? Now, to find the benefits of a new habit, you have to do it long enough to see its benefits. Because when when you start a new habit, you're going to be met with the reassure with the not reassurance with the resistance right because it's something new it's something novel you're not used to doing it but you have to continuously do it in order for it to become a habit so with every new habit you adopt you are going to be bad at it at first it's going to not stick So then you have to give yourself enough reason or enough reasons to do it. So you have to keep reminding yourself every day why you're doing it. Attach a lot of positives to the habit. So when I was doing the cold showers, I had had to keep reminding myself why I'm doing the cold showers. And... One of the ways I did that was watching Wim Hof videos over and over and over again. And he would say, you know, cold showers help with the blood flow and the heart. It helps with your skin and it helps with your breathing because once you get into a cold shower, you breathe deeply. And so I had to keep reminding myself of all the reasons why cold showers are helping me. Not only just health-wise, but mentally too, because like I said before, I I would give myself 101 excuses before getting in the shower and then just bypassing all of those excuses hardens the brain, right? You become tougher mentally. So I had to keep reminding myself why I'm doing it. 
And journaling is a great way to think. Journaling and thinking are the same, right? Because when you, well, writing and thinking are the same, right? So that's why I encourage people suffering from anxiety to write down uh, what they're thinking, all of the, all of their negative thoughts, because it's a release, right? Once you write down those negative thoughts, you can look at them from a different perspective. And a lot of the time, once I wrote down a negative thought, in my mind, I was like, hey, it's not as bad as I think it is when I look at it from this perspective, right? So journaling, writing down things is a great way to think. It's a great way to release things. It's a great way to figure out problems, And so I started to write and journal at the beginning of my recovery, and I found that a lot of my anxiety lifted because I was worried about work the next day. And so when I would write down all of my worries about going to work, um, I was able to actually go to work with lesser anxiety than I would have done before, right? And... I was in in journaling and writing things down helped me plan things out so that I was able to add that order to the chaos. Because when I was suffering, there was just too much chaos, and journaling allowed me to add order to that chaos. And journaling also allows you to face the truth, right? Because A part of you doesn't want to write down certain thoughts and feelings. When I would think of these negative thoughts, and then a part of me didn't want to confront those thoughts, so I didn't want to write them down. But when you write them down, you're confronting this truth. You're confronting this thing that you don't really want to confront. And so that goes with the other question where... Is suffering necessary? Well, sometimes we have to face the truth, and the truth is painful. And that's why journaling is so powerful. We're facing the truth, right? Facing that negative thought, writing it down, it's like coming, you're facing that that truth. It's really, really powerful. And so I recommend David continue the journey the journaling a journey it's powerful it there's so many great benefits and keep reminding yourself why you're doing it every day and that's where i'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode thank you everybody for your questions if you have a question please submit it at unpluganxiety.com or message me on instagram Facebook, uh, YouTube, and I will answer back. Lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.